Hello, strangers, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 13 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast, where we play Dungeons and Dragons, tell an epic story, and with any luck, entertain you as much as we entertained ourselves. Before we begin, I'd like to give a heartfelt thank you to Ohio Yeti, which among Yetis are the most noble, for giving Loot and Dagger an excellent review on iTunes. Thanks, Ohio Yeti. We love you. Now, let's tell some stories. Roll once then twice to escape the starlight But now let's fight, let's see the shit tonight Ray guns, laser swords, now use words With syllables that poison the earth Drink it up, smoke it up, boss battles be basic I'm riding dirty at my enemies' faces You can't contain this dagger when I'm rolling with loot and dagger When last we left our heroes, a party was had by the town to celebrate the victories of our adventurers. The slain dragon was properly barbecued while cocktails and ale were had by all. The town slept happily, though the moment of peace would only be short-lived as night gave way to the song of the morning birds and Fandolin was ambushed. Grit Tough and Stuff woke Manacle to his bed and brutally stabbed by a mysterious, shape-shifting drow woman and left to die in his mansion while it burned. Fandolin itself was set ablaze, but quick reaction and bravery by the Luton Dagger Mercenary Company overcame these odds. We find our heroes now in striking distance of the Black Spider, in front of the Lost Mines of Fandelver. Three hours. Good solid. You guys are uh, clippity-clopping with your horses and going pretty fast. So you make really good time. I'm going to assume everybody, uh, everyone's good and no one needed to rest, so... Yeah, we okay. just woke up. We just woke up, so we're good. Yeah, I think the only person that was damaged was me. Yeah, and I like that. You come up to a uh, mountain range, but you know around the mountain range is actually a large lake. But there is a cave entrance to this mountain range. I'll go there. All right, there you go. Does so it everyone say that... echo wave. No. no. Okay. When you get close to the cave's mouth, you do hear some wave sounds, like you're on the shore of a beach. It's not, it's faint, very, ever so faint. Sounds like the inside of a seashell. <clears throat> I'm going to read some flavor text. Oh, please do. The entrance tunnel leads into a large cavern supported by a natural pillar of rock and containing three stalagmites. In the western part of the cave, behind the column of rock, are three bedrolls and a heap of ordinary supplies. Sacks of flour, bags of salt, cask of salted meat, lanterns, flask of lamp oil, Picks, axes, shovels, and other gear. Amid the supplies, you see the body of a dwarf miner, dead for at least a week. I'm going to so snack you know. on some of that salted meat. <laughs> it's a little old, by the way, but it's there. It's salted for a reason. So I'm going to say you guys come in here again. Oh, and I'm going to add an... Oh. I'm actually about to pause recording, but before I do that, I want to tell the audience that if you're following along with the Lost Minds of Fandelver, you'll notice that we have actually heavily modified a lot of it, but this actual, the, the, this cave we're about to go into, this dungeon, this last dungeon, is going to be heavily modified to help us out to be a little more entertaining and not, not drag things out a little bit, and just our own flavor. So just letting you know if you're following along, like, hey, that's not supposed to be there. Yeah, I know. We, we did it for a reason. It's a big-ass mine. It is. So what I've drawn before you is just a little representation of the current place you're in within this uh, this cavern. This, okay, I guess we entered through the here. The Lost Mine. The Lost Mines of Fandelver. You are 
currently in it. You do hear in the background there are some uh, waves crashing through. Um, you do see in front of you there is a pit. And it looks like, uh, let's see, the northeastern section of the cavern has collapsed, forming a 10-foot wide, 20-foot deep pit. A sturdy hemp rope is tied off around a nearby stalagmite and dangles down the side of the pit, at the bottom of which a rough-hewn tunnel heading northwest and east. There's two tunnels before you, but there's a pit, and there's a dead dwarf. You guys knew all of the uh, Gundren brothers. This is Thaden, who is dead before you. His uh, throat looks like it's been cut open. He looks like he's been dead for about a week. Gundren still outside. He hasn't come in yet, right? He has not come in yet. No, Gundren's right. outside attending to the horses. He said he's going to keep watch in case some of those uh, orcs come back or... I will very tastefully and respectfully loot his body. All right. In there you see a, um, uh, there's no money on him. Um, you see just basic, like, uh, this all looks like, uh, like there's pickaxes around him. There's all just basic gear, but you do see one thing. It seems like he's been looted, but looks like they missed something in like a inside pocket somewhere. And it's a little tiny boat figurine. You know this. This looks to be etched in like magicy. It's like a magicy figurine item. It's a magic boat. Magic little boat figurine. You could uh, surmise that uh, likely you press a little. There's like a button on the bottom, and you you say a word that's on a written inscribed on the, on the side of it, and probably this boat becomes full size. Sure, that that'd be a reasonable assumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else? Oh, his uh, boots he's wearing are magical boots. There are boots of striding and springing. Hmm. So those are some magic boots. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, me and Dunk, oh, I mean, sorry, me and Twix, um, we're gonna kinda, if, if we, after he's unloading the, the dead body, maybe move him and kinda sit him up against one of the walls. So it's not as bad when Gundren sees us. I don't want, because that's kind of a horrible thing for him to walk to the cave. So maybe like if Gundren's sure. out here, we're gonna kind of perch him up against the wall like he's sitting down like there's also some gloss and stuff you want to wrap him up in some gloss that kind yeah, of stuff yeah or maybe oh, actually if this was cloth we're going we're going to okay we're going to lay him out against the wall so he's not immediately visible when Gundren walks in because I don't want right. him freaking out it sounds out. like you're trying to weaken at Bernie's this so again <laughs> no 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 I don't because we Gundren may be he may be useful in a in a in a, in a situation I don't want him to see the body and kind of lose it yeah, Gundren's, so not, Gundren's used to adventure, but he's the financier of adventures, and he just kind of tags along generally. Yeah, so we'll, we'll drag the body and then cover it with a cloth. Mm-hmm. But you certainly have boots of... Uh, well, for the time being, I'm also weighed down by my armor, and those boots would help me very much keep the pace. I got a belt. You get the boots. Fair enough. I will, Plus, uh, I want to see you bound with <laughs> full plate. I will very tastefully and respectfully take this dead man's boots. Okay. Put them on my feet instead. All right. Sounds good. How you feel? You do feel so. light. Uh, it's much easier now. Excellent. And there's a so yes, there's a pit that would take some type of rolls unless you're actually going to use the rope, which I imagine you would to get down. You probably need some rope to get back up on the other side. Where there are two passages you could possibly go. That are down in the pits. Um. The, Sorry. Okay, so the pit's pa- all the way around. I didn't mean to stop it right there. So, so. this is the pit right here. Yeah. So, so there's a pit. So I have to get in the pit to go through either of these tunnels. Yes. Okay. And how deep is the pit? Twenty feet down. 
Not really his jump, no. <laughs> you jump with your boots and striding? Well, springing, springing and striding. and striding, sorry. But uh, that leaves everyone else. All right. Well, I have rope. So how would we? I have, I have rope, enough rope for everyone to... I have, like, 200 feet of rope, so... I can get a rope for everyone if need be. Well, not you. Not sure. Yeah, I'm just going to jump down. All right, you jump down. Everyone takes a turn outside of that of uh, just uh, carefully going down the rope. Yeah, I'll, I'll secure like two ropes going down, just because. Sounds good. And uh, it would take some uh, some more rope to go up because the the tunnels are actually up a little bit more on hanging ledges. Looks like this whole thing collapsed at a certain point, so there are two tunnels going. We're just going to call them left tunnel and right tunnel. You have a preference, or should we flip a coin? Well, see, so we don't hear any noises coming from each tunnel. To the left, you hear a little bit more of the uh, waves, like a little bit more of a water splashing against the the, the caverns um, below. I would say, with our history of underwater caves and the things that lurk in there, we should probably go right. Yes, I mean, I understand, I understand that reasoning, but uh, does not danger typically point the direction towards reward. Not necessarily. Well, that's fair. Right it is. <laughs> so you go right. Many tunnels intersect in this natural, 30-foot-high cavern. The walls are carved with simple relief showing dwarf and gnome miners hard at work. Below them, nearly two dozen skeletons and rusted scraps of armor are scattered across the cavern floor. Some are dwarf skeletons, while others are orc remains. Half a dozen large brass lanterns stand in niches on the edges around the cavern, but none are lit. So it's pitch black at this point, but there are lanterns around if you'd like to uh, start lighting them. But there's just basically a mound of skeletons around you. And this looks like it was a main entrance of some sort back when this used to be a mining facility. I'm just going to cast a light spell on my glass staff. Sounds good. You cast a light spell. Everything is now lit. I thought that glued naturally. I thought it was more of a... I think you cast light. Protecting the I think you can control the light on it. Well, I had a mage arm and shield, but I don't see anything written about light. Oh. Okay, uh, I, th I thought you meant something like he glows. Pretty much. So, never mind. I mean, I am the DM. I could also say <laughs> it can glow if you want it to. Yeah, but I have a light cantrip, so it doesn't really matter. All right. You like your light cantrip, and you you see all this, and it's just reliefs like uh, like old school like drawings of uh, when this used to be a happy mining facility full of gnomes and dwarves. Okay. Ahead of you is a tunnel, and to the right is a, another tunnel. And if you look over there, um, the one in front uh, looks like it. It looks like it's a. Best you can describe is like an old, almost like barracks or some. You see some like some armor and stuff like that. And if you peek over to the right and kind of look into there, there looks like it's a. Uh, looks like that's more of a like there's a bunch of fungus in this cavern, to the right. I'm still saying right, because the other runs just looks to be. Uh, if I peek in there, it just goes to another room. Yep. And there's no other exit from well, that room. Let's check that out first before we get to what is inevitably the man-eating fungus. The barracks seem like it may at least have something useful or interesting inside. Let's take a look at that. Alright. We'll do so. Old stone bunks in orderly rows line the walls of these chamber. 
An corroded iron brazier full of old coal stands near the middle of the room. The bones of half a dozen dwarves and orcs lie strewn about, clad in, in scraps of armor. Three gray hunched figures squat among the remains, pawing at the scraps and gnawing on bones. I have made a poor choice. <laughs> These look to be ghouls, and they're eating and gnawing on bones, and they look over at you. Their eyes are glowing green. Oh, ghouls, that works. I strike them with my sacred flame. I'm not going to make you guys roll for these ghouls because I don't want So what I'd like to do is just kind of let's just describe where you uh, you just sacred flame these guys. We have a fun little fight. Is that what? I'm going to do that. Yeah. And My sacred flame does more damage now and they're vulnerable to radiant. So Yeah, you could easily kill a ghoul at this point. So I'm just going to sit back and watch Victor do his work. <laughs> Yeah, um, so two ghouls go down, a third ghoul, as it's about to die, and it's, and it's covered in radiance, it says, it says, You will find me. I have a task for you. You will find me. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. So, and what you see in here are, it's, it's a barracks. It's a whole lot of just uh, old... Um, swords and stuff lying about. I'm going to tastefully and respectfully go through their belongings for anything of use or interest. Hmm. I, I look like for it. any chests and then pick them and open them if need be. You actually move over some skeletons. You see one one dwarven skeleton was holding um, a bag. And this bag has the insignia of Mistport on it. And you blow it hmm. off. Like you blow off the, 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 sure. the dust. Sure. Of an old tome. Well, it's it's an older it's it's an older bag, but this is definitely a magical bag, and you realize you can hold many things in this bag. Oh, I do love my city, <laughs> magic bag. <laughs> and if you look around, you realize this was financed by Mistport. The history of Mistport is well ingrained here in Vandalin. <clears throat> I'm gonna reach a, into the bag and. Mm. There's nothing in the bag currently. Can I get my whole arm in there? Oh yeah, you can get your whole arm in there though. Mm. See, that's the magic kind of magic bag I was talking about. Yes, I still don't know how to make them, but uh, <laughs> it is an excellent bag. So now, you have a bag of holding. A misport bag of holding. I'm very excited by this turn of events. I think I could actually fit inside that. <laughs> You may have to at some point. <laughs> well, let's see what we can do to avoid that. And no, no. Ch any chests or anything in there? In this room, there is one more room. It looks like a... You can kind of look into it. There's doesn't look like there's any immediate threat or danger, but this this room looks like an office where they were, they were holding... Wait, so wait. This is the barracks, and then there's yeah. one more room. Yeah, sorry. One more room. And this is uh, this room... I drew a little bigger. It looks like more of an office. So just off to the barracks, it looks like there's an office. It looks Ooh, like this documents. Used to, there were mm. all there's all kinds of stuff here. This chamber was once an office or storeroom of some kind. A large stone counter bisects the room, set with three dusty balance scales made of iron. Cubby holes carved into the north wall are stuffed with dusty paper scraps. Several long dead corpses, gnomes and orcs, by their look, are sprawled across the floor. I'm gonna start casting mending on a bunch of papers so they don't crumble when I touch them. Oh yeah, that's very because it actually says if you start touching them without doing that, they start to crumble. So, oh, yeah, nice. good job. Thank you. 
So he started casting Mending. Um, here's what I want you to do, Grit. You start looking around as there's a locked iron strong box. This is an ancient locked iron strong box. It's old, locked, and strong. And strong. It looks very locked. So, would you like to do something about that? Um, first, I'm gonna uh, do a history check to see if this, uh, if I know of any sort of, if it's old, um, any sort of traps that could be, like mechanical traps that maybe that that sure. society or used. Um, no. Yeah, you don't made. know anything about it. It just right. looks like a locked box. Going blind. blind. I uh. Pick it. Well, now I can do tech traps. Why don't you pick it? Because that history check is more like your sure. tech I'll traps. Sure, I'll pick it. 25. Yeah, that beats the DC. It was a, actually a pretty hard trap to pick. It looks like it's it about, was... About, about yay big? It's, it's, it's How pretty big. How big is yay big? Uh, <laughs> about a foot and a half. This lockbox is about the size of a chest, but it looks more boxy than a chest. What so. size chest, James? A normal sized chest. How like large a treasure, is a normal size chest? Think of a chest. treasure chest, like on a like a treasure chest. Uh huh. A treasure chest of what size? Oh my god! It is. We're gonna say bigger than a bread box. Two feet uh, by four feet. Oh, that's big. It's pretty big. All right. All right. I'll open it, but I'll open it. I'll go around just in case it's trapped, and go from behind it and kind of slowly open it up. Gold, gold bricks shine at you. Need that bag? <laughs> oh, I'm all in the <laughs> Start tossing the gold bars into the bag. The net worth, um, because these aren't actually cut up into coins; these are just gold, straight up gold, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. um, this looks to be about 300 gold worth of gold. Uh, actually, you know, I'm just gonna put the box in there. <laughs> you could. Could we? Is the bag that big? The bag of holding? Oh, you can only put. Yeah, you can only open it up so Yeah, I think only... Yeah, I'm going to say you can't. I'm yeah, say unless it's like a Hugh or Tandy Haversack, then maybe, but... No, bag of holding, let's just... You can just throw the... Gotcha. Then, yeah, the no box. All right, so you're throwing gold bricks in here. Um, and if you're looking... A lot of this just looks like um, minerals they've been mined out of here. It looks like these minerals are worth a lot. And if you're looking up, by the way... So, uh, who didn't want to go to the barracks? <laughs> If you look up, it almost looks, it's beautiful. It looks like a starry night above you because of all the shiny, shiny minerals that are, that are uh, just reflecting the light from your, from your spell. Oh, back to these documents that I've mended. Mm -hmm. So you mend these documents, and again, some, a lot of these are trade documents mm -hmm. with the uh, trade between uh, ancient Misport mm -hmm. and local Phandalin. Her Phandalin was actually a bigger... Uh, thing, but there was uh, there's some documents warn warning of war, and that uh, some of the uh, some misport nobles were going to come and and reinforce Vandalin because it was a it was a major. Um, mining. Just a little bit of history repeating. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, there are any scroll cases about? There's some scroll cases. I'll mend those and uh, get as many documents in there and put them in the bag. These will be of great historical significance to mm. my people. Um, one document in particular. Looks like it's written by one of the mages of uh, a, a noble, like a mistwarp mage, who was there to document a lot of his findings and to make sure that the mine, the mine must run. But there was a uh, not a secret of the mine, but they had definitely found something that helped in their war efforts. That it looks that they were able to start for the first time in anyone's recent recollection, able to just make magic items mm -hmm. using a. Uh, like a almost like a production line, being able to make magic items, hmm. which 
fell into the wrong hands could really assemble an army. But it's something called the uh, Spell Forge. It was in this lost mine. But they were they were trying to keep it a secret and trying to trying to keep things around. So there was a lot of effort to keep this thing under wraps. Yeah, understandable. We may have to destroy that. We'll play it by ear. Yes. Yeah, it'd be great to have, but not great to keep. As and, long as uh, you have it, people are coming for you. And Franklin's looking over the stuff with you, and he goes, yeah, it looks like there was a great battle for this thing, and it just caved in the entrance, and this is just lost over time, maybe for good reason. Agreed. All right. Does it seem like I've gotten most, if not all, of the documents out of this You place? got everything of value here. Right, that right. is a value both historically and... Monetarily. Monetarily. Good right. job. Good, good job, uh, Grit. Excellent work. Thanks. All right. And that is the dead in here. So, you guys want to come back to this other entrance? All right. I guess we're going to go right now. Mm. And I'm going to... Towards what I'm very much hoping is not manning fungus. Any sounds coming from him? Like, if I my ear, like, to the entrance, do I hear... You actually hear um, nothing. No. I mean, it looks like it's fungus. It does glow a bright purple and kind of illuminate the area. Perhaps oh, I'm... after you, Victor. Sure, yeah. Okay. How big is this room? How far does it go on? Oh, this, this room is actually quite large. And it expands out. And I would say that if you were you it would take you like two rounds it's a huge cat it's a it's a pretty big cavern it'd take you about two rounds of doing nothing but move actions to get through it sure now is there a path through the mushrooms or are they just on everything uh they're on everything this looks overgrown is looks uh, like nature has reclaimed this this part of the cavern so i'm going to take a rock and i'm going to toss it in the room when you do near one of the one of the bigger spores there's spores everywhere these these big things but a spore comes out like and there's some uh, it looks like some gas and and spores and stuff twinkle out oh one of those things okay we burn it with fire well, that's gonna cause a lot of other fire related issues not saying no but if we do the fire route we're gonna have to take a lot of precaution i do not have a better idea immediately. Maybe if we hold our breaths. Maybe. But if they attack us... Trix is not afraid of, of plants. Well, I'm not saying fear is necessarily the appropriate uh, reaction, but certainly caution. Now let's uh, just take a moment and reflect. What are the, uh, the, the spores or the fungus... Is it just cave walls, or...? It's all over the place. On the walls, on the bottom, on the sides. Yeah, are, are there tables in there? Can you tell what this room was used uh, for? It looks like, yeah, I mean, this this room looks like it was a giant, maybe a um, just a mined-out portion. You, you actually see tracks, like a, maybe a mine cart. Like, mm -hmm. this was a, a, a large mining operation here. And you actually see in the, in the corners, I mean, there's some tunnels that maybe they were mining more out of but those tunnels have since collapsed. Do we see them was there a mine cart on one of the tracks? There's a mine cart and I'm going to say it is about uh, one turn in front of you if you were to run. Uh, you had some of that rope? Yeah. Do the tracks come to the entrance? Yes. 
How about we take something heavy, tie it to a rope, try to toss it in the minecart, pull it towards us, hop any of the spores that are along the tracks. That's what I was thinking. Clear a path. Right, and then, uh, well, then handle the next part, because we got then have to clear the other part of the tracks, but uh, that'll at least get us halfway there. All right. I'll take a rope with a grappling hook and try to grapple the cart and pull it towards us. Sure. Uh, beat a ten. Yeah. Beat it. All right. You grapple it with your grappling hook, and you pull the cart towards you. It squeaks and needs a little bit of help. Maybe we need some uh, a strength check to get it, because it's been rusted. There's a few. We'll, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. So, and when it gets there, everybody hold your breath if there are any spores on it. We'll yeah, as it's coming through, you see these, these spores just going nuts, and it's just creating this... Uh, this cloud of, of of fumes. Okay. And uh, from that point, we'll pull the cart in, kind of clear it off, and start loading some rocks into it. Okay. And what what I want us all to do is for the idea, I want all this behind the cart and just run and push as far as we can, so it goes as far as it can down the path. Yeah, and if it has any like. Um bent wheels or anything i'll go ahead and mending those up too to get it to good idea because it does it is old and rusted and it has some bent wheels it took a considerable amount of effort to get it to you just so you guys know this was a team effort that took some time and the only oil i have for is intern oil which won't (laughs) stop good lubrication (laughs) so you get the car to you start loading it up with rocks and uh you're about to just give it a nice heave as far forward as yeah, you can. Yeah, that's pretty much it. the plan. All right, so, so you you did a mending. Mending's like a free thing for you, right? Oh yeah, all day long. All day long. And it only repairs like one component, but I can repair the wheel, another wheel, and axle, just bit by bit until it's yeah. ready. So you guys got the card about here. That's when it start. Like that's when you're able to pull it back. Mm-hmm. And if you're, are you trying to run with it? Till that point. I was gonna wait for it to, to stop and see if it actually clears out. Because what you realize is that these. The cloud sticks around, and it's going to stick around for about 15 minutes. The mm. cloud of noxious fumes. So you can wait the 15 minutes, because after you've done that, and after you've done the mending, that's been about 15 minutes, mm. so you notice the cloud does dissipate. But just letting you know what yeah. was up with those Noxious, clouds. so we know, that, so we, know, we know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Healing fumes. <laughs> they weren't going to be healing spores. It's never yeah. healing spores. But uh, Yeah, I think the uh, a good idea would be to run along the tracks that have been cleared and then push it to, from outside of the radius. And we know about what the radius is now. So once we get just to the edge of the radius, give it that good heave and then see how far we can get it All pushed. right. I'm going to say you get about there. There's a little bit of room. Oh, so nice. a little bit of room, but you do know that you're going to have to go through a little bit of it. Now you're going to have to go through like three rounds of it or two rounds of it. Well, we can just do it again. We can hook the cart again, pull it yep. back, and yeah. just rinse and repeat. Sounds good. So you get through the noxious room. Good right. job. Hooray! Yay. Hooray! Teamwork. You now enter a new room. <sighs> Glittering minerals in the ceiling of this large cavern catch the light and send it back to create the impression of a starry night sky. Dozens of skeletons, many crushed under fallen debris, are scattered across the floor. The cavern is large enough that it contains two freestanding structures. Each of these stone buildings is proportioned for human use, as opposed to the dwarf-sized doorways and furnishings you've seen elsewhere in the mines. Both the structures have battered and blackened masonry walls. 
their double doors cracked and scorched. A cavern is divided by an encarpment uh, in which a flight of stairs have been cut. Passage leads out of this area to the north. There is another place going here, but you see a, a pair of buildings here. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Pair of buildings. You're now basically in human land of the uh, caverns. And in here, you see a bunch of skeletons. Like the dead kind or the moving kind? Oh, about that. <laughs> so, at a certain point, you you uh, you actually look over, and as soon as you walk in, you see an orc. One of the orcs that looks like it was from the raiding party. Black armor and everything. And it's it's coughing. It's it looks like it's it's slightly poisoned, and it's and it looks over at you. He's like ah. Back ah, into those mushrooms, buddy. Ah, ah, and and he has this. He has this. Uh, looks like this uh, helmet that he was supposed to wear. So, and he threw it. Throws it. It's useless. Brock spider. It's useless magic. Magic doodads. And he's like, I, I will just destroy you myself. A useless doodads. How? What was it supposed to do? It's just to protect me from that. In that room. Were you wearing it properly? I can't say it was. Yeah. Because we just came from there. I got mixed up. I'm not even supposed to be here. And then mm. a uh, day off. Not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> it was very sad. <laughs> and around him, some skeletons form, like right behind him as he's talking to you. Mm-hmm. And one of the skeletons has a sword, and it shoves the sword into the uh, orc. Hmm. And their all their eyes. Uh, there's three skeletons, and mm-hmm. their eyes grow green or grow uh, green. Like, mm. I told you, I I will help you if you help me. And there's a floating eye that looks a lot like or a floating head. Looks like this, but I'm gonna strive it for the uh, for the listeners. It's actually a f- just a floating skull, and it has green flame around the skull. Mm-hmm. And its eyes are fiery red, and it looks around wildly at you, and it looks over at the orc who's dying, and you see it just his eyes glow green, and you see a stream of just energy coming out of the orc. And like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call down holy fire on that floating skull because that's that's not a thing you want to see. I'll help you if you help me. No fire. Are you sure? Uh, fire, lots of fire, please. From the sky. <laughs> you will not take everything here. It's no mine. fire. This I is can't, my domain. I cannot cast this fire fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. So, initiative. So we're about to roll initiative as Adam attempts to. Thirteen. Twenty-four. I want it. Mm-hmm. But I said fire like five times. <laughs> Enemy. They crit failed. Um, you did catch him a little off guard, so I want to let you have one round before anybody else, because you were casting some holy. I, I need him to make a deck save, please. What does a nine do for you? Uh, it means there's fire going to be on his head, which is all of him. So, let me roll that for you. Okay. That would be nine points of radiant damage. Nine points of radiance. 
And we said that Radiant does double damage to Undead, right? Should, yeah. I think we have I mean, that. It, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't and yeah, it's house ruled. I because why not? Undead should take double damage from Radiant. <laughs> Wizards. It's fine. He takes it. The, the green flame keeping him afloat is starting to dim a little. Quiet. Mm. Right. I was once a great mage here. This mm. is how you treat me. Yeah. This is how you treat nobility. You're, you're an, well, you're an abomination. You're an abomination. Well. No, you at least, are. At least I'm not a flame in the head in the cave somewhere. <laughs> All right. What the text would what other flaming head has for dexterity? Has for dexterity. Surprisingly good. It's nimble. Alright. It doesn't have that whole body keeping it down. Alright. Um, Franklin, is he gonna go into turn two? Oh wait, now we're back to you. You're gonna mm. do it again? Um that no, top of the round. He had the highest. Oh attacks. right, top of the round. So grit. Yes. Grit tough and stuff. You see. Three skeletons. And well, first off, I'm taking up Mario. a floating skull. Taking up a bow. Taking a shot at the flame uh, floating skeleton. All right. Skull. Floating skull. skull. So that'd be a 14. A 14 hits. And that will be. It doesn't really have any armor. Nine points of damage. Okay. It takes it. And for Twix, I think we're gonna have to still have Twix and our companions go at the same time as us, right? Yep. Tux is going to charge. You're creepy and weird. I don't like you. It makes me angry. He makes it. He makes it. And for his first attack. Victor says you're an abomination. You're an abomination. His first attack. Okay. It's going to be a 16. It hits. It's a 1d8 plus, I guess, his dex mod. Yep. Yep. That's a d20 going to be eight points of damage. This is dex mod four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had an 18 dex. Mm-hmm. So I guess I gave him 18 dex. No, but he leveled up, so his attribute modifier with the dex. And for his second you attack, he's going to come back with another slash across him. Because he has two attacks End now. you ancient being! <laughs> uh, 12? 12 is not. The uh, floating skull whips out of the way. Mm. All right. And it is now you. Oh, Mr. Devereaux, could you do something about that unsightly thing? That thing looks angry and awful. I do not like it. How it tried to negotiate with us like we were, we, like it was in the mortal realm or something. Mm. Mm. Franklin Devereaux is going to go up. Ooh, definitely and, hit. And hit. That's Franklin. That's Franklin. Gonna... Oh, for 12 points of damage. Franklin stabs it in a scully eyeball, mm-hmm. and it ceases to be floating. All of its eye and orb and everything like just like goes out of life. Could I get him to just flick it off the end of his sword? As he when he flicks it off, he looks at all the skeletons, and you see their eyes glowing. It's like... And they crumble. I say it does the trouble. Hmm. That was uh, most considerate of them. Take this thing out of here. Mm. It well, looks 
Looks like whoever he was, his hatred was just... Mm. Yes, that he was, was keeping some undead alive up in here. Mm. Most distasteful. Mm. I loop the orc. The what? The orc that the skeleton stabbed. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the uh, skeleton itself. No, the one that had been alive wearing the black. Oh, right, 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 right. You find the same stuff. You, you actually you find in him. You, you find a gold bag of around five gold. Put the bag. Nope. And you. I throw the little bag into the bigger bag. All right. Like a jump shot, you just throw it in there. Very good. So he actually sees two doors. Um, one of the uh, these rooms looked like they uh, they were they were mage quarters, and a uh, one of them says uh, mesmeric I will, on the front. That's still it, it looks like it's in pristine condition. It says before we mesmeric. go in, I'm gonna do a kind of look in there and do a detect traps. You better detect quick, cause uh, I'm itching the looting. There is no trap on the door. I'm okay. just looking around. I'm just going to let you know. It was. This looks like it's too old. Whatever whatever spells or wards would have been on this door have long been gone. And if you push it open, it looks like this was uh, the domain of uh, Mesmic, an older mage. And everything looks to be in pretty good condition all in all. Like this place was... Uh, everything else around you looked like a bomb went off. But this place doesn't look, look quite, quite as bad. Quite as bad. And you do see in here a scorched chest, though. Perception 24. Um, I want all the loot, please. In here, you are seeing a lot of uh, a lot of tombs and a lot of uh, or tomes and a lot of um, diagrams on how to use the Spellforge. Uh, he, this guy was one of the last standing defenders of of this mine, and it was his royal duty as a noble to uh, as a noble mage of Mistport to uh, to protect his people, and so he would do it um, to a point that was just, and you can surmise now that probably that floating skull was Mesmic, mm-hmm. and that he he was going to defend this place to his last dying breath. I appreciate the effort and initiative, but his methods left something to be desired. Um, Luckily, there are living people here now to take over the effort. Right. And uh, let's see. And also, you get... There looks like a uh, secret map of Mesmic. It's just a map. A secret map. It has something drawn, like his own little... Like maybe he went on his own little adventure and he marked something on this map. But it's a map not of, not of Phandalin. Not of this area. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just mend everything because I don't want anything crumbling when I touch it. Mm-hmm. So just, uh, but yeah, I will gather the map and all these how-to documents. Absolutely. So there's a scorched chest. Did you want to do something about that scorched chest? Scor- uh, yeah, I want to see if it's uh, locked and trapped. It is not locked. Want to see if it's trapped? You can do that. It's going to be a 22, uh, 24. It uh, looks like there was a uh, a trap on it at one point, but the spell has since waned. I open it. You open it. There's a tiny little pew. <laughs> like it was going like to... Like a sparkler? Yeah, a sparkler. Or like the tiniest magic missile. Yes. You open it up, and what you see... And this is a this is a big... This is actually a big scorched chest. Like a big, like a, like a trunk-sized mm. chest. Um, you see a lot of fineries, old fineries that have since uh, been still kind of dusty, but overall kept in pretty good shape. Cause I don't touch them yet. Yeah, you don't touch them. Um, they look like Mistport noble kind of um, like magey stuffs, right? Mm-hmm. General magey stuffs. Uh, but outside of that, you see one thousand one hundred copper pieces, 
160 silver pieces. Um, you see three glowing giant diamonds. You also see a wooden pipe adorned with a um, platinum filigree. Wooden pipe? Just a wooden, the wooden pipe. See a wooden wind pipe. pipe or wooden pipe? This is wooden pipe, okay. but it's all magic encrusted. Pick it up, look at it, examine it, run, do a history check on it, see if it looks like any of the encrusted the, uh, markings on it I recognize. Yeah, go for it. 18? 18. This is a older tradition among Mistport nobles that whoever would be in charge of a particular region would have this pipe. And it's like a, they used to smoke these pipes and and you know you would get all the all the all the Mistport nobles together and they would just come and let's smoke that let's, let's smoke that fine Mistport tobacco and they would all get together as leaders and smoke and talk about the regions and stuff. This was his his honorary Mistport. Put it in my bag. Okay. Not the bag, but and then I uh, I'll start bringing the all the monies and stuff over to. Uh, him and I bring these the, the diamonds. Oh, you got corn for the bag? Yeah, and a hell of the The bag is hungry. Feed it. <laughs> <laughs> I slowly bring up three huge glowing diamonds. Oh yeah. Ah. Ooh, fancy. I, I put them one at a time, and it's like Lots there's some clothes in there, some not some nice little fineries you might like. Wonderful. Let me mend those all up and see who we're working with. Mm-hmm. Just some fine wizard's robes and things. Fine wizard's robes from a house that, like, it's this is a uh, house that is uh, no longer part of the nobility now, but they're of historical ref- reference Ooh. from you. This yeah. is quite a treasure trove of so, historical significance. It's almost like you don't it was know the, the last name Mesmeric campaign. <laughs> you don't recall the name Mesmeric, but you understand like his the house name really Ooh. rings a bell. And I understand too. his importance. Yes. History check on Mesmeric. Okay. 26. No, sorry. I'm wrong. Math. 24. So 24. You guys are talking about Mesmeric out loud now, looking at all the stuff. Yeah, he he was, um, as you're thinking about it and you're recalling um, things, this was a this was somebody who decided to take Fandolin under his wing because it was a wild and rough and tumble area at the time. And uh, he felt in his heart that there was something very special about this uh, the mountain range around it and that perhaps he can really bring... Um, wealth to Missport, um, to the Missport name, and to the Missport royalty, but also um, maybe set an outpost out there, and that's where he founded Fandolin. Hmm. Looks like uh, he was one of the original found. This is you going through all your your uh, your uh, notes and stuff too, and you guys are kind of talking. I was like, you know, he helped Fandolin. Fandolin was already kind of an outpost there, but you know, as we all know, things aren't actually founded until the royalty puts a flag in it. So he put the flag in Fandolin for Missport. Uh, he was a he was a great hero of our people. It's a shame I had to put his skull all up. Well, mm. in life, not in undead. Oh, sure, sure. It's a shame what happened. Yeah, but he will be remembered as the hero he was in life. Mm. Yeah, and there was also some controversy. Looks like with the papers and just uh, in history in general, because he was a, in Mistport. There's always a bit of controversy versus getting too much magic, too much magic power. He was on the side of too much magic power. Is magic is good. We should arm ourselves with magic. He was kind of in a, that kind of guy. But for the most part, he had everyone's uh, good intentions at heart. And he did bring Mistport some fine, fine uh, uh, trade and some fine minerals and all that stuff. So, yeah, this place is a literal gold mine. Excellent. 
Well, it looks like we've uh, gotten everything we can from here. All right. All right. And so, so now, there was another room. There was one was the major's room. Yes. That room looks like the door has been blown off of it. Check these buildings. So you're in this building right now looking at oh, this stuff. Oh, okay. I thought there was another offshoot room. Never Sorry. Mind. Sorry. So the other room, you can see clearly in there. And it looks like a bomb went off in this room. A magic bomb? Yeah. So, you know what? Uh... I'm not going to make you roll for it because with all your history checks and everything, you're realizing there was a literal... This looks like every room you've been in, like a bomb wiped everybody else. So there was some form of a magic bomb that feels like exploded out. And it's not one of those things like you couldn't have figured out at the beginning, but you've as you've gone through and now you've read some of the documents and you're putting things together and there's so much... You're realizing this place is in a ley line area, like magical ley line area. There's all kinds of documents saying that. And that there was a big, it looks like there was a huge battle and something went off in this entire cabin that caused this catastrophic style death that, that uh, did something. So this room was not protected by that. There are, so there are some large doors going up to a even larger, um, as far as what else, what else you have here. Look to the north, there's a large, uh, some large steps going up to an even larger door, a span of probably 30 feet long. There's double doors, big old giant double doors. And there's ancient scribblings and elf and gnomish and human and all that stuff. And so it just says, wish. the Spell Forge. Ah. Okay. Hmm. Well. Should we knock? Uh, <laughs> is there a keyhole or anything on it I can look through? Um, no, there's okay. there's just uh, there's just it's a large door that you, you would have to. I mean, it's like kind it's, of our style. I don't knock. knock. Yeah, no. I just don't want to be rude. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a rolling stealth check too. By the way, uh, all right, rolling now. stealth check. Do it. Uh, twenty modified. Okay, so you knock on the door and then you sneak with the uh, end of my glass staff. I'll I'll knock. Hmm. What do you Good say? Good solid wrap. It's like a hello there. You get your horn out. I don't want to cause a cave-in. Okay. <laughs> in your mind, you hear, Hello. Oh, hello. C- come on in. Oh, well, don't Are you here to work? Well, I was Are you a miner? Mostly investigating. Okay. See well, come on in. This is all about. Wait, you're not undead. Not that I'm aware of. I kill undead on sight. So do I. You're well, not part of that black spider guy, are you? No. I kill them on sight. Good. Good. We don't like them. Okay. All right, then come on in. All right, great. The door is... Uh, with whom am I speaking? I am the spectator. I'm pleased to meet you with the spectator. My name is uh, Lord Sheriff Victor Sinclair. And in your mind, you hear, who are you? I'm great, tough and stuff. Deputy. All around great now. Twig says, there's something in my mind. There's something in my mind. Uh, this is weird. This is weird. He's just introducing himself. Oh, oh, goblin. Oh, a goblin. Oh, no. Is he here? Is he oh, he's here to with work? us. He's an apprentice gentleman. Okay. All right then. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, we have a whole tunnel that needs working. So if you could just come on in, get your stuff together, and yeah, let's just get working. Still not miners. We're investigating well, some dangerous activities. Well, I don't allow activities. anyone who's not part of the mining guild in here. Oh, we I are part of the mining guild. The, yeah, I own the mining guild. We are officers here to do some investigations of the territory. And that is. Our We're here for so, an inspection. 
So your Thundor? Persuasion. Okay. Or deception, rather. Yeah. Absolutely, I am. Because I haven't seen you in a while. It doesn't feel like your Thundor. Your mind's a little different than Thundor. Why is it every time? It's a crit fumble every time. Oh, you're just playing with me. He always plays tricks on me. Can you see me right now? Oh, no. There's a big door in my way. I'm not allowed to go outside that door. That's fair. What year do you think it is? Well, it is 126 by the by the Grand Royal Mistport uh, calendar. And what year do I think it is? Um, by the Grand Royal Mistport it's like calendar. Like 500. Mm. Well, the spectator, I think maybe some things have occurred since uh, your last interaction. Wait, it's 500. He's at 1200. Hmm? No, he's at 126. He's at 126. You guys are at 500. We're a few hundred years yeah. difference. You want to handle this one? Yeah, well, first let's Things go got a little rocky, and then we haven't been able to get back to work, so we got to get back to work. We Well, getting back to work is definitely one of our top priorities, but as I said, we're here for an inspection to understand what sort of repairs oh, and Oh, an inspection. Yeah, come on in. I, the door is way too heavy for me. I will attempt to open the door. All right. It Good is try. huge. And it is uh, rusted and melded. Looks like there's been a lot of scorch marks where it looks like maybe undead. There's a pile of bones of undead where they tried to push their way in and just some scorch marks where they're just piled there. Well, so you, we're just taking... That's the problem. They tried to push it when it's obviously a pull to open door. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's just give me a basic strength check just uh, whoever wants to do it. Uh, everybody. Everybody, everybody get it together. Grit uh, got a 16. Okay, mm. 16's good enough. So okay. you're trying to push it, and Great said, no, it's a pool door. <laughs> so everyone was trying to push. It was not budging. Sure. But it's actually a pool door. No, it's... Grit actually uh, put some muscle into it, and it opens up. So I up. rolled a one, so I'm, I'm the guy just, like, pretending to help. It's like, oh, you got it. Oh, it's team effort. So strong. <clears throat> this large wooden... This large workshop was badly damaged by the ancient spell battle that laid waste to the mine. Work tables taking up two counters of the room are scorched, and the, pl- and the plaster has been burned off the masonry walls. In the middle of the room, a stone pedestal holds a small brazier in which an eerie green flame dances and crackles. The brazier is in it, uh, and its pedestal appear to have been untouched by the forces that destroyed this area. Behind the brazier, a green flame floats in a, sphere, a spherical creature... Uh, I'm sorry. Behind the brazier, a green... Uh, flame floats. A spherical creature measures roughly four feet in diameter. Four eyeball stalks protrude from its central mass. Two on each side. And the center of the body has a large eye that stares at you. Hello, says again. Oh, hello. Uh, Are you the spectator in question? He looks like like a a baby uh, beholder. Baby holder. So, he looks at you. And he has a long tongue. It's like, yes. Well, it's yes. such a pleasure to yes. make your acquaintance, the spectator. And he's like looking around wildly. And now that you're here, uh, you get the inspection order, and then we can get the mine back working. Yes, the mine back working is definitely one of our top priorities in this uh, <clears throat> situation. Uh, um, what you is see, the, I'm, com- I'm comforting Twix. Yeah. Like, ah, ah, this is the most terrible. Like has sharp teeth. It's just remember, floating around. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm calming it down and reassuring Like, remember. He has a uh, eye stock trimmed on whoever's the most frightened right now, and that would be uh, Twix. He's like, oh. Now, could, could you 
Yeah. So, mm. uh, I mean, and I'll be honest, um, we got to get this in order now. Now, how is the the green flame functioning? Oh, yeah, that's the magic of the Spellforge. Sure. It's just been here. Okay. It's just so been here. It'll never part, go out. You know, as sure. part of the inspection and quality control, um, I need yeah. you to walk us through the steps of how this works. I want to make sure that everybody knows how this works. Wait. Are you guys here to take to take the stuff? No. No. Of course this not. is my mine. <clears throat> this is my mining company. On the work table, I'm just going to see what everyone here loves loot. Mm -hmm. And shining from the work table, mm -hmm. you see a mace that is covered like a, it looks it's all shiny and holy and it uh and it bears a symbol of mistport and it has some relevance to you as far as a a cleric this is a cleric like a high cleric like this is this is it's like a high cleric's like a mace and it's glowing and there's also what looks to be like a breastplate made of a gold dragon with a the motif of mistport on it next to it and they're both just glowing it's like you're not here to take anything are you we're here to inspect. Okay. That is our primary purpose. Okay. Anything else okay. is negotiable and yeah. secondary. Um, he takes a uh, one of his eye stocks and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I've been really dealing on both ends. He looks at, there's another door. There's there's some guys trying to get in over there. They really want to get in bad. And I'm not going to let them get in because they, they have not been as nice as you guys. And I can tell you guys are nice. Thank you. You guys are really nice. It that's our number one goal. Uh, how many would you say is on the other side of that door? Oh, oh, oh! And he goes over to the door, and he like, he like looks at the door, and he comes back, and he like looks like he's almost like trying to sniff the door, but he doesn't have any a nose. He's like, oh, um, I would say mm, there's probably oh, one weirdo. Um, there's one other weirdo. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, I've killed a couple of orcs. A lot of orcs kept coming in here. Sure. Yeah. They, they started screaming like they were part of the, the Steel Teeth clan. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I don't care. Because they're not allowed to take the stuff. Sure. And the mine must run. And they're not here to work. Of course. Uh, is there another <laughs> way around from here so we can, uh, get around to where they are without going through those doors is that oh a back way? maybe on the other side where the 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 under lake is okay that that makes sense yeah that's probably it so we're probably gonna have to backtrack and take that initial left all right certainly yeah okay okay um so when are you gonna send more miners uh, as soon as we finish our inspection okay and, and, but like, and this I, is to be given, and he looks over at the uh, stuff, it's like, as soon as, um, as soon as uh, Mesmeric says so, we can, we mm -hmm. can, we can deliver these, these gifts to the, to the royal family. I pull out my and, scroll of ownership for the Miner's Guild, mm -hmm. and show him, and covering the date up. Yes, everything finger. looks and... So, Check that date is wrong. That date I'm, is really wrong. I just well, I just said thing. no. I just said I was covering the date up with my finger. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, I was trying to. And roll one more deception as you try to just pass this off again. Twelve. It's like I don't I don't know if I can accept this. I mean, me if Mesmeric comes here or part of the noble family, uh, maybe a, well, a king uh, of some sort. Of things. Uh, 
I am part of the noble family. Yeah. My yeah. Uh, my brother is yeah. the Count of Mistpool. Okay. So uh, I am uh, an authorized noble representative in uh, in all affairs such as these. And he starts back and says, "This is all too much today. This is all too I much understand. today. I'm just getting really confused because 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 where's I mean, Mesmer one day just starts starts sitting on dead at me and keeps saying he's going to kill me and he's going to he's going to do this. But at the end of the day, he's supposed to. He's the one who summoned me here to to." To, to protect everything. I have to protect this. I have to protect... The Protecting is good. Protection. I encourage protection. Yes. No, your job is not in question. <sighs> okay. You are secure here. Okay. So... Okay. So what's the plan? The plan is we're going to finish our inspection. We're going to deal with the intruders. Okay. And then once that's done, we'll get some miners to start to working in the mines again. As long as nobody touches anything in here. You can inspect now, what you, you need. Sure. Well, yeah. me and the owner of the Miners Guild, all this is property of me. Let's, one thing at a time, one thing at a time, let's go ahead and deal with the immediate threat. Oh, absolutely. And then we You can... said, you said you were, you said you were Thundar, but you were not Thundar. I've seen Thundar. He's, you're not Thundar. He's well, a liar. What he was saying, I'm sorry, I think it was a little bit of a communication language barrier. Yeah. What he was saying is, by saying he is Thundar, he is saying that he is in the position that Thundar was. He is Thundar by role and rank. He, uh, he looks sad. What, what happened to Thundar? Where's Thundar? Well, I think there's, a, there's a fact that, that we've been dancing around that I think has to be brought to attention at some point. Uh, you've been down here alone in these mines for quite some time. For a very long time. Man. Well, now remember... His eye stalks are going wild now. It's like, this is another trick? No. This is another trick? Uh-huh. No. You lied to me before. Well, I never have, and we have not. Remember, he said it was Thundar, and he meant to so by rank and position. Okay. Thunder. Okay. There's been nothing but truth and honesty. So, where's everyone? Well, like I said, it's been quite some time... Uh, that you've been down here, and everyone is dead. Just really dead. Like, for a long time. Hundreds of years dead. Just the flesh rotted off their bones. I mean, how do you not see it with all these bones around? And also that there was, like, a big, like, wasn't there a spell thing? It's like, well, there was a big flash, and then Mm -hmm. that's when I was born, and I was just given these instructions in my head, and now i got to fulfill these instructions in my head, and it's just, I'm not understanding, and I'm starting to get really freaked out. It's okay. And I'm going to need somebody to calm me down with a charisma (laughs) check. Gonna be all right. Because, honestly, I'm not going (laughs) to. Rock-a-bye. <laughs> both rolled a charisma check. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You guys, give me a charisma check or he will try to attack you. Yeah, super high. 13. Super high? If it's more than a 15. Yeah. He looks at you guys. He's like, I failed. I failed to protect everyone. Is that no. what you're saying? I failed to protect everyone? No, you have I failed to protect everyone. You have protected this area. All I protected of these the, things I protected, area. I protected. You have done such a good job. Your watch is over. The green flame. Um, and the brazier. Close. And he is. Well, then. You've done well. Then I'm done. It's over. Oh, well. And then. Is that a good thing? He starts floating off towards the green flame. As a. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let's 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 do that then. The green flame uh, widens as he goes through it, almost like a portal. Mm Mm-hmm. And that. 
and he's gone. Grab the armor! <laughs> oh, of course. Thank you so much for listening and sticking around to the end. As I mentioned in the beginning, we're really excited that Ohio Yeti left such an amazing review on iTunes. It was a gentlemanly thing to do for sure, so thank you. Another shout out to David Powers, who continues to give us great feedback on Twitter. You know, I mean, that, that just goes to show that if you show us love, we do our best to show you love right back. So join on in in the love show. You know, it's not weird. Anyways, uh, so we're close to the end of season one and preparing for releasing season two. And there's a chance I'll be recording what I'm calling Side Quest. Uh, Side Quest will be a series of stories happening in the same timeline as the world of our main storyline, but recorded as more of a series of one-shot adventures uh, with rotating cast members. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to include some friends and friends of the podcast that wouldn't otherwise be able to be a part of the main storyline, but their actions could potentially affect the main storyline, so who knows? Um, So I'm excited about that. Uh, We'll give you some more information as that happens. So that's about it for the news and notes. So until next time, toodles. Toodles.